so excited to announce there'll be some changes coming to the podcast. Got to take it to that next level. Got to keep going, getting better. So starting next week, you'll see some um, pretty significant changes to the podcast, some things that's added, the vibe. So can't wait to see how you feel about it, get your thoughts, ideas, opinions. And if there's anything you want to share with me that I could tweak and do better or add or something that you would like, please let me know as well. Another thing that will be added starting next week is the option that if you have a question or anything you want to share, I can also send you a link and you can record that and I can actually, you know, put it on the podcast to where you're heard if you feel comfortable and want to do that. If not, no worries. You can still just message me and we can do it like we've been doing. But we have that option. And if somebody wants to use it, please feel free to. So just let me know and I will send you that link. I'll find a place to post that as well. Also, three weeks from now, so two weeks from the changes that you'll see next week, trying to get converted over to YouTube because I want to get that done before football season ends and especially before postseason. And I think it'll be so fun because there's so much that we can do with that. Um, I can actually have co-host guests um, and not just me doing all the talking or sharing thoughts, my thoughts, opinions, ideas, because it's about y'all. So I'm excited about that. Just want to let you know, the podcast next week will be upgraded. And from there going to YouTube. So hang in there with me. I appreciate you all. And I hope you enjoyed the show. This is In The Zone with Tamika Nicole, where we talk all things sports. Thank you for giving me the chance to give you the top sports news, the hottest news, the scoop, (laughs) the tea on what's going on in sports, game recaps, hot news, everything is all here. So we're going to jump right into it and get right into the zone. question that came in from a listener and if you have a question as well or anything you want me to discuss or topic or anything you want my thoughts on or you want me to share your thoughts and you want me to share my thoughts on your thoughts <laughs> you can hit me up at tamikanicolezone at gmail.com that's t-a-m-i-k-a-n-i-c-o-l-e-z-o-n-e at gmail.com So the question was, as far as the Kansas City Chiefs and Tennessee Titans game, what were my thoughts on why the Titans couldn't get the ball down the field effectively? So I'm going to answer that question while also just giving my general thoughts on things that I saw or that took place within the game. Now, neither team was playing just top-notch especially more so the Chiefs and what we normally see from them. And even Patrick Mahomes wasn't just spectacular either. Um, Each team was struggling in one way or the other, so it was more about who was going to fight it out and come out on top, who was going to overcome the obstacles or what was lacking. You know, sheer grit and determination (laughs) and all of that. So, Kansas City Chiefs, this They came out on top. Game went into OT, and Chiefs win 22-17. 
As far as my thought, as far as my thoughts on why the Tennessee Titans couldn't get the ball down the field, first of all, you had Derrick Henry. Love me some Derrick Henry. Love watching him run. So that was fun. First half, he ran for 92 yards. He went off just down the field. They couldn't, they couldn't stop him. Freight train coming. <laughs> but second half, they did make that adjustment because <laughs> it was getting them. So second half, he only ran for about 23 yards. So once you have shut Derrick Henry down and limited him, then you could see that their weakness was, you know, in the air, the passes. You know, you'd have Malik Willis in. Ryan Tannehill was not in. But Malik Willis played good. It wasn't that he was so through, was trash or anything like that. He played good, but... On the receiving side, you got to have somebody to throw to and somebody has to make catches and not have the dropsies. So when you had A.J. Brown there, you had that combo of, you know, A.J. Brown and Derrick Henry. Um, don't remember how much, you know, they played together as far as health-wise and, and who was in and out. But dangerous combination. So once that's gone, and if you limit Derrick Henry, then... You're going to struggle if you don't have somebody that's a deep threat that, you know, can make the play and, you know, who's a wide out on that perimeter. So that's what I think, why I think Tennessee struggled. Malik Willis completed five of 16 passes. So with five passes caught, your game run game shut down, you shut down. That was for 80 yards, you know, zero touchdown passes. So that's what I think their struggle was. But as far as the Kansas City Chiefs, um, they struggled as well. But they had that edge of having Patrick Mahomes and what he's able to do. Um, Evading tackles, he's quick. He's everywhere shifty. Um and then he's just able to throw the ball in different ways to to get it to where he needs it to go. The Titans did not make it easy for him. Their defensive front played great as well. And so that limited the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes. They had no run game. So it was quite opposites. Um, Tennessee had that run game going that first half until they were shut down. But Mahomes and the Chiefs, they were mostly in the air because their run game was shut down. So Patrick Mahomes completed 43 of 68 passes, threw for 446 yards, one touchdown pass, and an interception, uh, which is not something you expect to see a lot from Patrick Mahomes' interception, but he was a little throat. You know, it it wasn't as easy for him to just pick the defense apart like he normally is able to. But... Overall, great game. I think that the Tennessee Titans, they look dangerous. Like, with Derrick Henry running like that, and if you just need a playmaker, hey, I know how that feels because that's what my team needs. Need somebody to throw to. And you get that fixed with, you know, the great coaching that they have. Um, I think that they're going to be a top contender. Like, this season is crazy. The amount of talent and what's popping, um, the how the Jets played and Zach Wilson just you don't know which way this is gonna go on either side AFC um 
probably more so AFC, if I'm being honest, than the NFC. But even in the NFC, and we're really just midway, and things could change. Um, but speaking of change and the weather that's coming as we're getting into those colder nights and days, um, that's also going to impact the Chiefs as well when you put that together as far as when it's cold, you don't want to, you ain't trying to catch as many passes if it's especially if it's just freezing cold because it hurts. It's like catching a rock, a bullet, a brick. It just hurts. It's not, it's like you're glad you caught it, but at the same time, it hurts. So you depend a lot on your run game, and especially if it's cold and rainy or windy. So dealing with any of those, if your run game is shut down, then you're in trouble, 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 trouble. So that's also gonna that's also interesting. You you know, when you add that element in there as well. But yeah, it's gonna be very interesting to see how everything shakes out and who's gonna make it in the playoffs. This is gonna be wild. It's a great season, so yep, we'll keep our eyes out. Just wanted to talk a little bit about the situation with Kyrie Irving and being suspended for five games. And I'm just sure he is tired of this right now. That this was not his original intent. I think he wants to bring light, but not light to himself or you know, his message this way at all. I think it's his delivery and he gets passionate and I think he just says some stuff trying to make a point and not really even targeting the Jewish community or trying to be anti-Semitic at all. I just don't think he thought of it that way. Just because his thought is on what he's, the message he's trying to convey about the black community. Because this has gone into I mean, the commissioner of the NBA is Jewish. Um you I'm sure he wasn't thinking about the fans or all the possible people that he's offending until you then have to apologize and you know, everybody's saying something and you're having to meet with the commissioner and it's just turning into, you know, something completely different than what his original intent was. I think that it's amazing to use your platform and where you've worked to get to remember your people and to make sure that they're remembered and that they know that you are pushing for them and supporting you know the community and remembering them even in your success but Kyrie is able to do that in a way where he doesn't have to be of you know hurt his career his money at the same time and I'm not saying that everything is all about clout and money that's not what I'm saying but in this situation he doesn't have to be so far left that, you know, 
Because let's be honest, what you worked hard for, what you've put your body through for, you know, decades, for years, decades, injuries, coming back and healing, just to put all, just that hard work and all that grind and everything that puts into the training and everything that you've done from a young age, and like I've said, almost year-round that they do stuff, you didn't do all of that just to blow it away. You want to be able to continue to have a platform to promote, to be seen. So losing the deals and the money, you did this to create wealth. And I'm sure not just for you, your family. You can still do all of that and promote. Again, it's all in the the method, the delivery. And then, you know, when it goes from one thing to the next, then, you know, you just kind of have that tag as well. So you went through something similar, you know, with the vaccination and missing games. Because then on the flip side of it all, you have an organization that you are assigned to that pays you. And what you do doesn't just reflect on you, it reflects on them. And now they're having to clean up and put fires out and apologize a thousand times. Then you have the players who are out there grinding without you. You're paid to be out there, but they're having to do it without you. And that's not fair to them. And think about Kevin Durant. I'm not saying that he's close to them, but with what time he has left and, you know, him, you know, barring that an injury or something like that happened, he wants to have this part of his career go a certain way. And originally, he wanted to partner with you to do this. And just because he may not be about standing for a cause on that level doesn't mean he doesn't care. And just because you're about the game, there's nothing wrong with that. And you have your teammates who are about the game. And now they're having to do it without you there and the impact that they were counting on you to have. You know, and what KD, what he was expecting you to be. Because he has some say in all of that because of what he's done, who he is. So I just think Kyrie can do these things in a better way. But at the same time, I applaud what he's standing for because it is important. You know, with the death of takeoff as well and putting kind of bringing it around. You know, we talk about Black Lives Matter and how important that is, and it is, but it has to matter within our communities as well because we're just killing each other and taking each other out. Then nobody else has to do it because they gave us the guns and the drugs and the liquor stores on every corner. And it's almost like we turned it all, turned on ourselves because it's like now a survival of the fittest. Between me, you, you, and you, only one of us 
to be the king over here. And to do that, you know, I got to take some people out and I got to get respect because it's all about respect and the fear. But the world is so much bigger than that, but they allowed us to be trapped like that and to turn on each other and we're taking each other out. They don't have to do to do hardly much. So my point is, even though we see the police brutality and the things that are so upsetting and sickening, we're doing to ourselves and our communities. So I'm not negating what Kyrie is trying to do, us being better, being progressive, stop killing and tearing each other down. And like other groups of people and races that come together and support each other's businesses. Having a growth mindset and learning how we can invest and own more and do more and take our power back. It's just going to come with so much change and mindset change and just turning things around. And so I hope that people use their platform for that, but we have to do it in a responsible way as well. So going over some sports news, let's first give an update on the college football rankings. Um, where everybody is after yesterday, Tuesday, this past weekend. I said to keep an eye out for the Tennessee-Georgia game. Boy, was I just underwhelmed by Tennessee and Hendon Hooker. I just was ready to see more than what I saw. Georgia dominated that game from beginning to end. Tennessee just did not seem ready at all. They just seemed completely overwhelmed. Um, But it's just one loss. It's not, you know, a big deal. Their schedule is easier coming up. But I just wanted to see where they would stand, you know, as well as as they've done in beating Alabama, how they would do against Georgia. And I just didn't see what I would hope to have seen. But um, we'll see how that pans out. But the LSU-Alabama game was everything I wanted it to be with Brian Kelly and Nick Saban goes into OT and LSU Tigers pull it out 32 to 31 in OT. But the amazing thing about this game is that last drive and shout out to both of the great quarterbacks for both teams, Bryce Young and Jaden Daniels. Tigers go through, come down the field, score that touchdown. And then they have the opportunity and they choose to go for two And for Brian Kelly to make that decision was like, either we got it or we don't, you know, we do or we we won't. Like, it was just bold. Like, yeah, we ain't going halfway. We just, now, either let's do it. And so they go for it and it works out and they come out on top. But can you imagine if that didn't work out for them, what the talks and headlines would be? 
Man, but the guts that it takes to do that. Nick Saban said he wasn't even prepared for Brian Kelly to go for two. And he's Nick Saban. He's supposed to have something for everything. You know, so um, Alabama just doesn't have the talent that we're normally used to seeing it have right now. So that's just where it is. Clemson is not what we're used to seeing them be because Notre Dame just slapped them left and right this past weekend. Um, as far as the games, though, Tennessee, I think I get the scores for the Alabama game. Um, LSU 32, Alabama 31, um, Tennessee 13, and Georgia was um, one with 27. But let's take a look at the polls, the rankings for college as of yesterday. So Georgia moved back up to that number one spot. Ohio State is at two. Michigan, with their coach Harbaugh, is at three, but they're all nine and oh as well. Now TCU was at seven. Even though they hadn't lost a game in eight and oh, but Alabama was ahead of them. But and people were side eyeing that, but T they've moved them up. So TCU is at nine and oh, but moved up to from seven to four. Tennessee dropped from one to five. Oregon's at six, LSU seven, USC eight, Alabama um is at nine now, Clemson ten. Ole Miss 11, UCLA 12, Utah 13, Penn State 14, North Carolina 15, NC State is at 16, Tulane 17, Texas 18, Kansas State 19, Notre Dame 20, and shout out to Marcus Freeman. And like I said, I've been wanting to see him do well, stepping in for Brian Kelly. Illinois 21, UCF 22, Florida State 23, Kentucky 24, and Washington 25, but we'll keep a lookout each week for, you know, where these polls are and see how things are going to shake and bake as we um, are in that last half of the stretch for football. So, NFL, let's look at what's going on. So, we've got the Indianapolis Colts, firehead coach Frank Wright, and I'm just... Oh, what happened to the Colts? Because coming into this season, to me, they had everything that they needed. They just needed to replace Carson Wentz with Jonathan Taylor and everything. With Matt Ryan coming in, it should have been set up to they should have been good. Even if it wasn't fantastic and awesome and great, it should have been good where Matt Ryan was pretty much just stepping in. I thought it would be a good step up for Matt Ryan from Atlanta and that he would just slide right in and keep things going. But instead he's benched. I mean, it's like, that's how I saw it coming in. And now it's like just watching the wheels fall off, literally one tire rolling off the car at a time. So we started with Matt Ryan being benched. There's one tire and that was two weeks ago. And then last week they let the offensive coordinator go, Marcus Brady, another tire. And now they've, let head coach Frank Wright go um, that's been there for five seasons. So, yeah, just crazy. Um, Jeff Saturday will step in as head interim coach, the former center. I know, you know, he's not coming in there to try to turn things around or make some magic happen. You know, he's literally mostly probably coming in just to Help them ride the season out. 
So we'll keep a lookout, though, for the names that's coming in for, you know, candidates to be the head coach for the Colts and just see um, who's looking to have the opportunity to get that job. Um, As far as some of the games that's coming up this Sunday to look out for, you know, the story is supposed to be, oh, Aaron Rodgers and Green Bay facing, you know, their old coach, Mike McCarthy. And I'm just like, I pumped the brakes. Like, Mike McCarthy is the last thing Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers are worried about right now. After the game that Aaron had Sunday and the consecutive losses, I'm I'm pretty sure that they're not worried about Mike McCarthy. They're just worried about getting something going, getting things to be okay. Um, they played the Detroit Lions, and the Lions beat them fifteen to nine. The day that Aaron Rodgers had was he completed twenty three of forty three passes. He threw for two hundred ninety one yards, had one touchdown, and three interception and I mean I kind of feel for Aaron Rodgers just because of the frustration I know that he's in the part of his career where he's not necessarily trying to just have a whole bunch of young guys and taking the taking the time like um don't know if he feels like he has that time or not I mean he's left having to do it you know when Things happened off season, and he made that decision to kind of wait out to see what he was going to do and ended up with the deal. But in the meantime, Devontae Adams made his decision. You know, like I said, you do what you have to do, but Devontae Adams has the right to do what he's going to do. And looking back now, man, you should have just did what you had to do and get <laughs> kept Devontae or beg him to come back seeing because it's just – it's not been good, you know, obviously – and I'm not sure how that will get better. You know, Aaron, he needs, you know, they need some missing pieces to come in and fix some things. But definitely Mike McCarthy is not their big worry. You know, just having things come together and starting to look good, I'm sure would be great for Aaron Rodgers. But on the other hand... You know, who was struggling, but Peekaboo popped up. Guess who? Um, game winning drive. Brady was back when the Bucks faced the Rams. And Tom Brady comes back in the last, that I think it was 42 seconds left. And they covered 60 yards in 42 seconds. And I know that had to feel good for Tom just to. I mean, he stayed calm. He was who he is. Yes, he's done this a million times. But after what he's gone through personally and these games that have just gone to hell, no matter how hard they tried, I know that for him it felt good to reconnect back with being Tommy Boy in that moment. Um, The Bucks needed that very much so. But... Yep, Brady was able to come through and seal seal that win for the Bucks. Um and so they defeat the Rams 16 to 13. Um as far as some of the other games 
that we have coming up to look forward to. Let's see, what do we have coming up? So we have Giants playing the Texans, Browns, Dolphins, Lions, Bears, um, the Seahawks, and the Bucks will be a good game. It'll be a good test to see if, you know, Tom Brady just popped up, whack a mole and coming back down, or if he's back in and then kind of over. Some, you know, now that everything's kind of out and aired out or whatnot, Maybe there's a little breathing room and he's coming back and corralling his team to come back. I think that'll be a good test for the Bucks and for Geno and the Seahawks who have been rolling and um, been really hot. So I think that that's going to be a good game. Another good game I think will be the Bron- the Vikings and the Bills. Vikings having a great season with Kirk Cousins, um, you know, Kirk Cousins has always been that iffy for me. Like, he'll have some great games, and then then it just goes left. And then he'll come back out, and then it goes left. But they've been able to maintain and doing well with him. So, um, especially after the loss that the Bills have, but not sure if Josh Allen will be playing. He has an elbow injury. And so this is also where the season gets interesting because as things like this start to happen, how is it going to change the all the progress and you know where the bills are um, if he's unable to play? So right now I think it's you know day to day. Um, you have the Jaguars and Chiefs, the Saints and Steelers, um, Colts and Raiders, um, Cardinals, Rams, Rams just. Just really struggling. Um, you shouldn't fall apart that much just because you don't have Odell and Von Miller when you still, you know, have the talent of Cooper Cup and Cam Ayers. And so, man, to go from Super Bowl to just mediocre. I think the Chargers 49ers game will be good. Um on both parts, just to kind of really just see where they really stand. And Commander Eagles, I think, you know, Eagles should win this. But, again, this is NFL. It is divisional. So, you know, unless they're going to have a perfect season, um, somebody's going to give them that ill. So, hey, anything can happen on any given Sunday, Monday, <laughs> or Thursday. But that's just some of the games that are – coming up but I look forward to talking about seeing how everything ends up after this weekend I just wanted to thank you specifically for taking time to listen to In the Zone with Tamika Nicole. I thank you for trusting me to give you your hot topics in sports, game recap scores. I really appreciate it. It means a lot to me. If you know anybody that loves sports and likes to stay on top of the sports news or know what's going on with game recaps and scores, please share the podcast with them. If you have any questions, things you want me to say, share on the podcast or things you disagree with, hey, anything, hit me up at TamikaNicoleZone at gmail.com. That's T-A-M-I-K-A-N-I-C-O-L-E-Z-O-N-E at 
gmail.com. Thank you. Appreciate you.